Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. I am Zane, your host, and my co-host today, Ronnie. How you doing, man? I'm always doing good. This week, especially because there have been a lot of uh, developments in virtual reality, and I'm excited to talk about man, them. With this you. was this was quite a busy week, huh? And um, well, you know, it's not necessarily Vive stuff, but there was a lot happening in VR in general, and I think that's going to change the landscape quite a bit. Uh, well, so we have a couple of different articles that we can jump into. Well, which one do you want to do first? Uh, I guess let's talk about Oculus and their big announcements. Oh, well, yeah. I would say Oculus right now is probably the biggest rival or at least uh, competitor to the Vive. And, um, well, the Oculus, big news, they released their or they announced their release date and the price. Looks like it'll be coming out later this year, December 6th. I think you can pre-order as early as uh, this week sometime. And... The prices are very, very surprising. At least, at least, um, it came as a shock to what people were expecting, right? Um, well, so I mean, as far as the controllers themselves, I think the touch controllers are right around where I would have probably expected them to be. I mean, from the beginning, uh, there was you know the six hundred dollar price for the Oculus, mm -hmm. but it didn't come with any of the motion controllers, um, and then you had the eight hundred dollar Vive system. The the Vive came with motion controllers, came with the lighthouses. It was more of a complete package, but it was pricier. Um, you know, there were a lot of rumors out there that when, when Oculus Touch was finally going to be released, that that gap would close somewhat. And I was honestly expecting it to be probably around $200. So that in and of itself is not surprising. What surprised me was that they also, along with Oculus Touch, announced that Oculus will be selling a third sensor for about $80, and they're recommending three sensors rather than two if you want to do full room scale on the Oculus, which I wasn't expecting that. I mean, prior to, to this announcement, uh, you would see developers and other people that had gotten their hands on the Oculus Touch uh, kind of you know put up some YouTube videos or or mention something about oh yeah we can totally get room scale to work and most of those videos you saw people using two um, two sensors for the Oculus and so I assumed that the sense when you had two and you put them in the right location yeah. that it was it was going to be good enough. Uh, but it sounds like at least Oculus is worried that you're going to be blocking one of those sensors if you turn around or if you're blocking out one of them. So to make sure that you have a good experience, they're actually recommending three. And, and so for a full room scale experience, it sounds like you're going to be shelling out $280 in addition to the $600 you spent before. So that's, th that's close to 900 bucks. And this is in comparison to the Vive, which came out uh, at the very beginning of this year or in April of this year sure. for the price of 800 Now, it's crazy to think that Oculus has been playing catch-up basically since they've released their, their retail kit. I mean, Oculus was one of the first main players in the virtual reality space. And so who would have thought that they'd be, be really trying to play catch I mean, it's... It's really surprising to me that even now uh, they're you know just having to yeah. having to do these types of steps. I mean, a couple months back, I was not even aware of anything VR, and 
Oculus was really the only household name uh, just because of, you know, Facebook acquiring them and spending an exorbitant amount of money to do so. And so I feel like they were the ones that people were expecting to really push the limits. And it wasn't until I tried the Vive that I was like, wait a second, this is much more advanced than what I was expecting in terms of just where VR was at in terms of technology and, you know, what was available right now on the consumer level. Yeah, no, I I agree. So, and I mean, that actually, I mean, we're going to touch on it a little bit later, but we also have, you know, another VR, a couple of VR headsets <laughs> to talk about. So, I mean, I won't, won't get too much into that right now, but yeah, it's been, uh, tech, you know, from the tech side of things, I think the Vive is clearly in, in the best spot right now. And to see Oculus kind of slowly having to play cat, I, I'm starting to get the sense that they won't really actually catch up until probably the next generation headsets when they can kind of start who knows what that's going to look Start like. Start somewhat but, fresh, maybe. But, but yeah, but but so regardless, I mean, my initial impressions are, you know, Oculus Touch, similar price point to what I would have expected. I'm really excited to try to, you know, get my hands on them to see how they feel. Uh, but then knowing that you have to pay another $80 for a third sensor kind of puts, you know, something, it, it makes you hesitate for a second. You know, why is this really going to be necessary? And then... And then on top of that, I think it widens the gap in terms of players that will be using Oculus for room scale versus not. So, so let, I mean, just for sake of argument, you've already spent $600 on an Oculus. You have a strong PC. You know, what's another $200 to get the Oculus Touch? You know, it it's going to be worth it. So I'm sure a lot of people will go out there and buy it, but that's still an extra step, right? So you're, so you're going to have people that bought Oculuses Mm -hmm. that thought that they bought everything they needed and aren't necessarily going to get the touch controllers. But now you're adding a third layer onto it for anyone that wants to develop room scale experiences specifically for the Oculus to where you, in order, in order for a developer to be incentivized to build room scale games specifically for Oculus, you have to assume that you're only going to be catering to people that bought the headset, people that bought the $200 touch controllers, and then people that bought the third peripheral, the $80 third sensor, to set up for room scale. So I just don't think there's going to be much incentive there. So I think... Well, I, I think there's there's going to be other ways to incentivize. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of money floating around for VR right now. Well, sure, now. sure. I mean, and, and Oculus... The, the, and, and Oculus might try to incentivize, you know, like they've done in the past, try to get developers to, to make specific games for it. But I just think what's probably going to happen, it, it just makes me more and more sure that if you like room scale that you're probably best served getting the Vive just because you know it's going to work perfectly. And that maybe, True. maybe I mean... At, at this point right now, obviously, yeah. I mean, may, maybe that third sensor will be, you know... Because uh, the Vive isn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but at, I haven't had personally any problems with the tracking and the way sure. that it's been set up. I don't know about you, but sure. it's been more than... I, I don't want to say, like, it's been suitable or it's been you know, just fine. Like it's actually been a fantastic experience so far. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that third sensor, well, I mean the third sensor may potentially yeah. go from, you know, 99% to a hundred percent effective effectiveness. And, you know, when you're dropping as much money as you already are, 
on sure. these headsets on this on these platforms like another eighty dollars probably doesn't no, seem sure. like a I, lot but no. I, I get what you're saying I yeah no I it's not the price that concerns me if they would have if they would have released the touch for three hundred dollars and it came with two two extra sensors I I would say okay I mean yeah is it I mean, I probably would be arguing at that point who's going to buy you know the extra three hundred dollar peripheral. But really, I think for a lot of people that have Oculuses, I think more than not, they probably have been waiting for touch controllers. Yeah, and they're probably going to shell out the money to buy them. Well, now, you now know what? I, I do agree with you on that. The point that you just brought up: had they bundled everything together, and the price still would have been more. Like they could have done two fifty or two, yeah. you know, two eighty or even sure. three hundred, like you said. But there is this weird kind of feeling that you get when it's just like, okay, we're giving you for two hundred dollars, you get two controllers and another sensor, but it's not complete. You know, it's not the full experience. If you want the full experience, get this extra. Like, I mean, it, I, I almost think it's them effectively saying we don't think we need to do room scale. Like, to some extent. Interesting. I mean, to, like, to some extent, how, how, wh- they're doubling down on our big experience with touch is we want, we think, uh, they think okay. touch doesn't need three sensors and doesn't need to be room scale. It almost sounds like that's to me that's what they're kind of saying is that is that they intend most of their touch games to not require room scale. And if you want to do room scale, you can do it, but we'll recommend that you buy a third sensor. And 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 so I just think that people are going to be less willing to buy two additional per, like like you're already going to fracture your market if for let's say I'm a developer I'm developing a game for Oculus. Everyone that has an Oculus can play my game, but if I want to only support touch controllers, uh, you know, now I'm only going to be able to sell my game to people with Oculus, an, an Oculus Rift, and the touch controllers. Then it does segment the make, user base yeah, quite a bit. Then if you want to make a, a room scale experience for Oculus only, yeah. you would only be targeting people that bought an Oculus Rift, also bought the touch controllers, and also bought a third sensor. So, so it just seems like it fractures it even more. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm exa- uh, like exaggerating the, maybe you know, they're only recommending three, and technically you can do it with two, and maybe Oculus will you know, advise you on where you need to set up your sensors in order to do it with two a little bit better. Um, but that three is the, you know, the perfect experience. If you want to do room scale with Oculus, I don't know. Um, but I can tell you that it definitely seems like their system is, you know, did not have room scale in mind when they were developing it. And no, this yeah. is just further evidence of that. The more and more they require you to buy additional hardware. Yeah. I mean, there was an article that I came across where uh, just kind of touching on where the, the Oculus Touch is and it's, you know, it's release. And they were saying that HTC really kind of thought a little bit further ahead by knowing that room scale would eventually be where people want to go. And I mean, I understand that now it, it, I don't know if it really makes sense that Oculus doesn't want to go to that, that direction just because I feel like people who've tried the Vive as opposed to other VR platforms, it's a, it's a completely, 
you know, apples to oranges experience with the apples tasting just that much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or at least more immersive. And I, I we're going to overuse that word quite a bit when it comes to VR, but that's really just what it is. Uh, anybody who's looking for that fuller immersion is going to want that room scale experience, less nausea, more interaction. It's just, you know, you feel like you're lucid dreaming almost. While, yeah. If, if you have the room for it, being able to walk around makes virtual reality much more compelling i think absolutely uh, so how do you see this impacting the vive or is this almost like a non-issue you know hcc uh, valve gonna do their own thing i mean i think it's definitely when they do re- i i mean oculus is obviously making a push for the touch and with that comes a lot of touch specific games i haven't gotten a chance to really look into the presentation enough to know what those games are i know epic was releasing something like a couple of other bigger, you know, AAA developers um, were also releasing games for it. I'm, I should know, <laughs> but uh, oh, we but can, anyways, we can follow up on this. Like yeah, I said, no, this, this is we'll, just... we'll talk about it more in detail later. But but so, anyways, I mean, the fact that those games are going to be coming out and Oculus is going to have more of a, like a market presence or a marketing presence, I should say. Yeah, um, I think that is going to you know slide things in their favor a little bit in terms of new hardware being sold. But hardware in general has kind of slowed down, I think, recently on the PC virtual reality front. So I'm not sure how much of an impact it's going to have. What I do think, though, is that um, developers creating room-scale games and touch uh, or, or motion you know, tracking games mm-hmm. in, in the, on the Steam platform Hopefully, we'll get an advantage of of being able to bring some of the Oculus owners into into their games as well. So, yeah, so I true. think I think I mean, it looks like the Oculus Store is struggling more um, compared to the Steam VR uh, platform, and I think this might slowly kind of push things more into the Steam VR uh, you know camp a little bit. Because you're going to have more Oculus users, hopefully, using Steam a little bit more. But um, but I don't really know. It, it's something that we're going to have to, well, we'll, I guess, wait and see. We'll be following this closely, yep. um, obviously. So let's let's not dwell too much on that. There's quite a bit of other news to get to, and um, I want to make sure we hit it. So the this upcoming week, uh, if you're listening to this on the release date... October 13th, big date for PlayStation VR. It is coming out, it is here, it is on consoles, and it is touted as the savior or the, well, let's just go with savior of VR. Or the, oh, <laughs> it, People really think that it's going to be what makes VR mainstream. And yeah, I, ma- I, make or break virtual reality, at least for the, for the, the near presence, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, on a mainstream level, and I can't say that I disagree with it. I mean, the... The reasons given are the fact that the PlayStation or you know gaming consoles are much more widely distributed. Mm-hmm. The barrier to entry is much lower. I want to say there's about 45 million PlayStation 4s. Yeah, in I the guess US. compared to like what 500,000. Yeah, some uh, HTC Vives. I, I think I think combined there's oh, about wow. okay. 500,000 Rifts and Vives. Wow. So right now, so but I mean that's. That, I mean, how many PCs are there in the U.S.? Quite a few. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so it's not... But yeah, I mean, just the install base of people playing games on the PlayStation format is obviously really high. So if you can get even a fraction of that, I mean, yeah, this is a huge... I, I definitely think it's a, think it's a huge uh, step forward for virtual reality to get you know, a system working on a console. Um, but yeah, as, as you were going to say, 
Um, you know, it's while it has it has the potential to be a big mainstream hit, um, it also I think you know has its its ups and downs. Well, and I mean, let's dive into that a little bit more because I think uh, you've done a little bit more more research. Did you get a chance to try any I demos? Have, so I haven't tried. Um, the PlayStation VR yet, but I've definitely read a lot of people's impressions. Um, the embargo uh, went down, you know, earlier this week, so um, so a lot of people have been giving their reviews, you know, prior to its release next week. And I mean, it, it's what I expected. Uh, seeing people try it, try the system out at past, you know, uh, E3s and that that sort of thing. Um, it looks like it's about you know eighty five percent there. As far as you, you are going to be getting the high-end virtual reality experience at home uh, with the PlayStation VR. Now, is it going to be as good of an experience as playing on the Oculus Rift or the Vive? Uh, it's, it's not quite as high fidelity of an experience, but it's mostly there. And I think for a lot of people that haven't tried any of this stuff or that have only tried you know, Google Cardboard or... Yeah. Or um, or Gear VR, I think this is going to be a huge step forward. So I do think it it is going to have the potential to impress people. I'm a little bit concerned though in terms of in terms of the the chance that people are going to get frustrated with the system, and the, and the reason I say that is because you heard this a lot from from Oculus and from and from Valve before releasing the Rift and the Vive. Um, for a lot of people, when they're going to first experience VR, you want that to be as seamless and as uh, you know mind blowing of an experience as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think, as long as the PlayStation VR is working properly, people will get that experience. I think they'll be blown away by games like you know the the Batman VR experience that came out. That, and, that sounds very and, exciting. And, and a couple of uh, I mean, I've seen quite a few uh, Super Hypercube. I think. Um, Thumper, Res, uh, there's, there are, are some other games there too. The I heard great things about the demo disc that comes with the PlayStation VR. Um, so all those experience, I think, experiences are going to be really amazing. But the fact that Sony decided to use their old PlayStation Eye technology and the PlayStation Move technology for the tracking, yeah. um, does make me worried a little bit that not everyone is going to have that flawless experience no true and and the thing is like how many people have actually tried the full immersion on something like the vive or even where oculus is at right now uh, so sometimes good enough is is enough yeah. to like get get the ball rolling and it's cheap i i think it's it is I, the price I point i haven't done all the like i this is just off the top of my head but my understanding is that the so let's say you already have a playstation 4 if you don't a playstation 4 a current like a a a PlayStation's yeah, a current PlayStation 4 will set you back about $300 and the PlayStation VR by itself is $400, but the catch is you need to have the camera. Yeah, which is I think coming in for another 100, right? So something like that. I by itself, I'm not sure. It, it's less than 100, but I remember if seeing you were to, that yeah. you could buy a bundle for exactly. five for five hundred. So can. essentially, it would come out to the same price yeah. as as the the Rift or the Vive. But that's with the PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. That, that's that's including the console. We, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you'd still need a gaming computer for the other yeah, two. Yeah. So it's quite a bit. I mean, so basically, for nine hundred dollars, the five hundred plus, 
you know, the $500, which would include the headset, mm -hmm. the camera, and the controllers, um, plus the $300 for the system, I mean, you're talking $800 to $900, I think. So that's, so that's not, like, that's pretty cheap for having the whole... <laughs> it's funny that we consider that cheap, but you're yeah. absolutely right. So, so that is good. That is actually amazing. Yeah, like it, I said, in context, so yes. hopefully, hopefully it, it, you know, everyone has great experiences with it. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I just, I heard some mixed things about how the camera was detecting the sensors yeah. and that some people, they didn't have any problems, zero problems. Other people, they, they, cause the camera basically senses everything based on the light. It's gotcha. not an okay. infrared camera, like it's not an infrared sensor like the Rift. It's not laser based like the Vive. It's literally a camera picking up lights on the outside of the visor and the motion controller. So yeah. there's a lot of factors that can go into, you know, the the motion detection kind of going wrong and wonky. And as we know, when assist when when an issue does come up in virtual reality, as as you know. As, as they tend to do. As, yeah, but when it <laughs> happens, it's like, ugh, like yeah, it, it not gets... something you want to experience. Yeah, no, for sure. So, but, any, but, but with that said, though, a lot of the games, I will say I really, really, really hope that a lot of these games that aren't developed specifically by Sony are going to come to the Vive and Oculus in the future. Because At some point, Like, yeah. a lot of them sound so cool. Like, I think Batman has, like, a limited exclusivity on Sony, which makes mm -hmm. me think that it could eventually come to PC. I'm not sure. Well, um, or, or or I mean, developers are popping up left and right on this stuff, and so uh, you know, for for the Vive, and it just seems like maybe these these mainstream ones or these bigger platforms or these bigger developers may not come over. But you're going to have some other very interesting and uh, hopefully equally impressive experiences. Yeah. At least I mean, that, that would be the hope. But I mean, at least the third parties, though, they have they do have a track record of developing for consoles and PC. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the issue is I don't really know how different it is. It, it'll be interesting if we get a chance to talk to some developers in the future, how, how easy it would be to translate a game, like, basically, how easy would it be to... Uh, port a game that was developed for PlayStation VR from the ground up over to one of the other platforms. Like, I'm, I'm curious. I don't yeah. know what that would cut, but if it's relatively painless or if it's if it's somewhat compatible, I think there's a, a good chance that third, most third parties will want it to be on every platform because, I mean, they want to recoup those costs. Yeah, the more, exactly. I mean, while it might be small, at least you know there's a couple hundred thousand. Vive owners and a couple thousand Oculus owners out there that would try to buy a, a Batman experience. Well, the, I mean, yeah, I, the market. Well, the it's definitely there. Yeah. I don't know what what it's there, but it's there. People so, are definitely interested but, in this. But stuff, but, so. but I will say, like, I'm super 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 excited to see if this is going to catch on. Yeah, me too. And I'm really hopeful that it does because well one one way or another i think you and i should try to get our hands on or at least experience the, the playstation vr so we can give a first-hand experience yeah we will first-hand uh comparison you know what our thoughts are and uh i, I plan on i plan okay. on trying so so that's that's our promise to you guys <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully that'll be sooner rather than later with it coming out this week yep uh but we'd love to give you our first-hand uh thoughts on it instead of just reading about it but you know everybody's reading about it right now so um, 
We have one more. One more article. Last but certainly not least, Google had another big announcement. They announced Daydream. Yep. And, and I was surprised yeah, at this one because my understanding was that Google wasn't going to be uh, manuf- or not manuf- that they weren't going to release their own hardware uh, as far as VR was concerned. I mean, everyone knows cardboard. And at some point, they, they started talking about uh, Daydream. And I forget what the technology is, the inside out uh, motion tracking technology that they, that they have in, uh, it's another one of those, like, <laughs> those, those female names, I think, that they, they like, relate to the, to the software. I don't remember what it is, but oh. basically, whatever, it doesn't matter. I could be completely wrong. But <laughs> okay. it's, it, I mean, basically, they talked about the technology that they wanted to incorporate into future phones. But that, that would do inside-out tracking, meaning the, the, the phone or device itself can track itself in space without requiring sensors. Interesting. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I knew that that stuff was going on. But then there was, a, there was an announcement that Google made where it almost sounded like they weren't going to do any of this stuff. And that, so it sounded to me like they were mainly going to develop software and encourage other people to, to make it. Um, but yeah, they released. They announced that they're going to be releasing their own headset, and it looks pretty snazzy. It's all felt covered and such. It's not. It's not plastic and, bre- and black. It's like <laughs> or made of cardboard. Yeah, or made <laughs> or made of cardboard. Um, so it looks cool. It has a little like motion sensing, almost Wii remote type controller that comes with it, mm-hmm. which puts it kind of I think a tier higher than Samsung Gear. Uh, VR in terms of you know it seems like they're going to be encouraging games a little bit more which yeah. is which is interesting but I mean regardless I think it's cool I think the more people that come into the VR space the better um, so that you know hopefully more and more pe- and the price point if you if you have a Pixel phone that's going to be com- be coming out in the near future um, it's only eighty dollars. Well, that's like what a tenth of the price. Yeah. That's literally ten percent of the I price mean, of the Vive. Yeah, I mean it's like the, it's similar price to the Gear VR, and it's going to be more on that tier of experience. It's not. I don't expect it to be as high end, but if this inside-out tracking technology in the Pixel is a, is is as good as you know, I'm sure they hope it's going to be. Then I think it could be a pretty cool medium ground, and if enough people are able to to pick it up, I think that's pretty cool. No, I mean, I'm definitely going to follow this quite a bit just because for a big tech giant like Google, uh, I'm just curious what their goals are with VR and how they're trying to make their name in this space. And so, you know, right now they're obviously a little bit further behind than the bigger platforms out there, but they're trying to dabble in other areas, you know, related areas, but still in other other formats that aren't, you know, the bigger names aren't really going for right now, where you don't need a big computer, you don't need a big console, you can do this off of your phone. And, you know, they might be the first to really own that space. And, you know, with, like I said, with a big, a big company behind you like Google, uh, I'm just curious, excited to see what they got. Because, I mean, anything coming out for VR, you know, it's really, at least I think everything's going to change the landscape. Um, you know, all these companies are going to change the landscape in the next two years. And it'll just be really interesting to see where that, that leads. No, I totally agree. So that covers the news for today. Um, there's 
obviously plenty more that we'll try to cover. We just want to make sure th these are our first impressions on the announcements uh, or on you know the stuff coming out for this week. So we'll be following along. We'll In try to give you no promises that we won't talk about these things all over again <laughs> with more details well, next week. You know what? And that's that's the exciting thing about technology. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving and at a very exponential pace. So uh, we'll obviously be keeping you updated and keeping ourselves uh, busy just going through all this stuff. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end the episode here again. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are on iTunes. Uh, so please make sure to subscribe to us there. And if you could leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we are currently working to get on Stitcher as well. I'll, I'll definitely announce once that is finalized, but, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Our site is everythingvibe.com. If you got an, any questions, we're on Twitter at everythingvibe, or you can shoot us an email, contact at everythingvibe.com. I'll also mention you can find us on YouTube. Yes. And if you are watching our videos, uh, Zane's been posting a lot of videos. I still haven't, but I will soon. Ronnie, man. Uh, I, I had some uh, technical issues, ironically, <laughs> when I tried to make my video, but uh, I should be uploading some soon. But yeah, if you're on YouTube, if you want to leave us some comments, we see that you guys are out there listening. We haven't gotten any feedback yet, so it would be amazing if you could, if you could, you know, <laughs> put some likes, talk to us in the comments. We'd love to to answer any questions you might have about anything. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, keep we, that in mind. We've we've gotten some feedback. I mean, like like Ryan was saying, it's just we we love talking about this stuff. So, you know, our main goal with this podcast was just to connect with other like minded individuals and other enthusiasts who are just trying to really find their way in the VR space. So, if that's you, uh, come talk to us. We are. Always here and always excited to chat. So I, with that, I will sign off. We will sign off and we will talk to you guys all really soon. Take care and have a great week. <laughs>